0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is a special podcast presentation
1: from 700 WLW.com. This is Sunday morning sports talk with Ken Brew on demand.
0: It's time, ladies and
2: gentlemen. It's football time.
1: This is the U-Crate Pre-Game Sports Talk, presented by your local Toyota dealers. Pre-Game Sports Talk is brought to you by your local Toyota dealers. Visit buyatoyota.com for over 30 Toyota hoppers. Toyota, let's go places. Yingling, America's oldest brewery, family-owned and operated since 1829. Rising Star Casino in Rising Sun, Indiana, where you can play, stay, and get away. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers, check out their award-winning lineup, only at your tri state Chevy dealer, Gerber Collision and Glass. You may not see it coming, but you'll know where you're going. Visit gettogerber.com. CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell company. Technology solutions for business. Miami Valley Gaming. Get ready to get lucky at Miami Valley Gaming. Nixco Plumbing. Choose a pro. Choose Nixco. The healthcare management group. Providing greater care for greater Cincinnati. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Performance Kings Honda. They'll put a smile on your face. Every customer, every vehicle, every day. And by ucrate.com. For all your residential and commercial shipping solutions, it's ucrate.com.
3: We the best on three, one, two, three. We, we the best.
1: best on 700 WLW, the home of the best Bengals
4: coverage. The Steelers in town today for a kickoff now, less than four hours away. Welcome to the Ucrate pregame show presented by your local Toyota dealers. Can you smell it? Can you need to smell it? Steeler fans are in town. Steeler fans are in town. You know, I have this theory, and it's not a very good one. I think the way Cincinnati Bengal fans pay for their Christmas presents is by selling their Bengals tickets to Steeler fans in November. That covers all the holiday bills here. I have a sneaking suspicion today will be more black and gold than anything else. It usually is, but even more so on a season like this season, because this season has not been a great season for your Cincinnati Bengals. But for the love of me, sometime, maybe next year, don't do it. Say to yourself, I can think about doing it, but I really don't want to do it. Someday, that will be a sea of orange and black and not black and gold. Someday. You can't fault Steeler fans. I mean, they come out of the woodwork, right? Why not? Their team has won so many Super Bowls. They play good football. They're coached well. They play the game aggressive. They come right to the line, and sometimes they cross it. But they're a good, aggressive, solid football team. And I've said for many, many years on this radio station, the Steelers are what what the Bengals want to be when the Bengals grow up. That's what they want to be. They're not going to be that this year. All permutations have the Steelers winning the AFC North. All permutations have the AFC North having only one playoff team. It's just the way it's falling this year with the rest of the league. But someday, we thought last January, but someday, the Bengals will not only have a good team, keep their cool, make the playoffs, eliminate Pittsburgh, and go on and do the things they want to do. And until then... You're left with what the Bengals have in front of them today, which is mess up the season for Pittsburgh. Derail their division drive just a little bit. May get back on track after this week. May lead them to an AFC North title. But for this day, for this one day, for these three hours, you have a chance to wreak havoc on a sea of black and gold and pack all those Pittsburghers back in whatever they came over here in and send them back to where they came from. You know, my theory on Steeler fans is this. Besides being rabidly loyal, rabidly loyal, most of them don't travel well. We hear that Miss Norma. They travel well. And, yes, there are a lot of Steeler fans that will come in today from West Virginia, from northern Ohio, from western Pennsylvania from down in Kentucky, sure, they, they'll they do that. But back in the bad old days in this country, back in the 70s, when the economy really and really stuck, stunk, back in the bad old days when a lot of people were out of work and the mills shut down in Pittsburgh, and those people had to go someplace else to find work, they scattered across the country. The skills they had, the job they did, they weren't needed anymore. But they kept their allegiance with them. And so when they scattered to places like Arizona or Florida or Georgia or anywhere else, they didn't become fans of teams in those areas. They kept their allegiance to the black and gold. And a lot of them stuck with that team through the, not the thick, but the thin. The Steelers were awful in the 50s and early 60s. They really didn't hit their stride until the late 60s. But boy, what a stride since then. But that's why you see so many of these people. That's why they come out. It's not because they're in cars and they're just traveling around the country following their football team. It's because they live in these cities. I would venture to say that when the mills closed in the early in the mid seventies, a lot of those a lot of those those workers that needed jobs, they gravitated to the to the southwestern part of Ohio. Don't doubt it for one minute. But that's what Bengal fans can be. They can be that. You can retire to Florida. You can go to Arizona. You can take a job in Washington, D.C. You can still keep your Bengal allegiance. The team just has to give you a little hope. We've had a little hope over the last five years. Made the playoffs. Haven't done anything. Made the playoffs. Had a little hope. Sometimes that's all it takes. I'm going to get into hope today. Because I'm a firm believer of keeping hope alive. I have I have the scenarios that must play out today to keep the Bengals in the playoff race. There are three weeks left. There are roughly 20, maybe, maybe, maybe 18 scenarios that have to play out and the Bengals make the playoffs. Yes, I know it could be false hope and I understand the worst kind of hope to have is, is false hope, but I got you some hope today. I'm going to be selling that. Yes, I am, even without A.J. Green. This is an interesting game today on a number of different levels. It really is. It's more interesting from the Pittsburgh point of view than the Cincinnati point of view. And everybody says, well, this is a great rivalry. This is one of the best rivalries in the NFL. Well, yeah, not so much anymore. The only way you have a great rivalry is if both teams win. And lately, it's been all Pittsburgh. They've beaten the Bengals six of the last seven times, including that debacle in January. Six of the last seven times. And since Mike Tomlin has been the coach at Pittsburgh over the last ten seasons, the Steelers are looking to sweep the Bengals for the sixth time in his ten seasons. The Steelers are looking to sweep the Bengals for the sixth time in the last ten seasons. The Bengals need to start kicking this up for it to become a rivalry again, and not just a matchup of two teams that have an intense dislike of each other, whose fan bases have an intense dislike for each other. Rivalries are played out on the field, and they're rivalries when both teams win. When both teams go into a game, and it's a game where you're not sure which team is going to win. That's what this has got to get back to today. It is interesting, everybody looks at the Steelers' offense and they say, well, it's it's Ben Roethlisberger-centric. That's the guy who makes it go. He can extend plays. He can do things that no other quarterback can do. And yes, we saw that in January, did we not? When Vontez Burfik lands on him in a heap, dislocates his shoulder, he goes running off with that shoulder pinned against his chest. One series later, he's back out leading his team downfield. The game winning field goal. But it's not Ben Roethlisberger centric. In fact, listen to this. Ben Roethlisberger in December has not been the Ben Roethlisberger that you think he is. He has no touchdown passes and six interceptions in his last four December road games. Let me give you that to you again. Roethlisberger, no touchdown passes, six interceptions in his last four. December road games, but the Steelers have won three of those. That tells you that this team is no longer Ben Roethlisberger-centric, and it's not. Its offense is centered around Le'Veon Bell, who may be not only the best running back in the NFL right now, he may be carving a spot for him, for himself in Pro Football's Hall of Fame. He is averaging the second most scrimmage yards per game in a season in NFL history. The second most scrimmage yards per game in a season in NFL history. The record was set about 10, 15 years ago by Priest Holmes, running back at that time for the Kansas City Chiefs. Le'Veon Bell last week ran rapid. Over the Buffalo Bills defense. It was in a snow. It was in a blustery snow. And no one could throw the ball. Not Ben Roethlisberger. Not Tyrod Taylor. It was all Le'Veon Bell. Does Le'Veon Bell run that way today against your Cincinnati Bengals? Pittsburgh has the ninth best rushing attack in the entire NFL. The Bengals have the 25th ranked rush defense. Shoring up that rush defense today. Monumental. Guys like Peco and Atkins, guys like Burfitt, the safeties, have to secure the middle of that. I think if they can force Bell wide, I think they can beat him. I think there's enough perimeter play by the Bengals that they can certainly contain him. Certainly. Step into the world of power, loyalty.
5: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
2: VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
6: Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call. Working together to keep our country and community safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.
4: Don't let him approach the 238 that he had last week against Buffalo. But the center of that offensive or that defense of uh, Bengals, the center of that defense, has to play a lot better than what it's played so far this year. This is a Le'Veon-Bell team now. All due respect to Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and what they can do stretching the field. This is the guy that pounds you almost on every play. And amazingly, over the last several weeks, since week 11, the Steelers' defense is capped down, allowing just 12.5 points per game. Now, the cynic would say that the Steelers haven't played really great teams. They played the Browns and they played the Eagles. They played a Ravens team that is offensively challenged. Lost that game, by the way. Ravens don't score a lot of points. The cynic would say it came a game against teams like that, but they are playing a lot better defensively. Now the Bengals. Today is a day where you can play spoiler. Today is a day where you can really mess up somebody's plans. Today is a day where you can really not necessarily make a case for yourself in 2016, but do something that really could mess up a lot of hopes and dreams. The Bengals are going to have to score more points than what they've been scoring. Sure. Sure, the Bengals put up a bunch of points last week against a really bad Browns team. Get that. Sure, they put up a bunch of points against a really bad Eagles team. But before that... 14 against the Ravens. Before that, 12 against the Bills. They're going to have to do a lot better than the 17 points they put up against the Patriots. Or the 14 against the Cowboys, the better teams in the NFL. They're going to have to get the drop on Pittsburgh. Can they beat the Steelers? Sure. Absolutely. The difference between these two teams isn't all that great, even without A.J. Green. Yeah, they can beat the Steelers today. I would suspect... I would not be surprised if the Bengals win this game today. I've seen far too many instances in the last 30 years when a team that was fat, sassy, and rolling came in to play a Bengals team that was down and out, particularly at this time of the year, and the Bengals beat them. So, yeah, I think the Bengals can beat the Steelers today, but it's going to take a lot better play than what we've seen this season. It's going to take a lot of focus, It's going to take a lot of poise, and ironically, those are the two words that have been put in the Bengals' locker room this week, focus and poise. We'll see if they can have one and keep the other, because they certainly didn't have either one of those in the last time the Bengals and Steelers met. You're listening to the U-Crate pregame show. It's presented by your local Toyota dealers. Big show today. A lot of talk about the Bengals and the Steelers. We'll also get Lee Sterling's thoughts on the game as he breaks down several games in the NFL. And coming up after the news at the bottom of the hour, my favorite Christmas song of all time. Sung by a lady who's got a voice bigger than this earth. We interviewed Lisa Lane four or five years ago. She's the voice behind the song, All I Want for Christmas is You. And as we get into this holiday season and before we get down to the nuts and the bolts of the Bengals and the Steelers... I've asked Lisa to join me one more time and play off some of the stuff we talked about four or five years ago. All of that's coming up. You're listening. You're listening, and we appreciate you listening to these two 50,000-watt mother flamethrowers. ESPN 1530 would be one. 700 WLW would be two. And you remember, you can get the game later on today on the clear, bright, crisp, frequency-modulated... 102.7 WEBN. We call it the triple cast because there's only one company in the history of modern over the air terrestrial media that can pull something like this off. ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. 700 WLW. Welcome back to the proceedings. Hattie Lived. The great Alvin Lee would be celebrating his 72nd birthday today. Founder, lead singer, with 10 years after. Everywhere
1: is freaks and harris, dykes and is, Tell me where sanity
4: Leo Lyons on bass, Chick Churchill on keyboard, Rick Lee, no relation to Alvin on drums. A few years back, the phrase in date ...saw what was a hybrid of 10 years after. The only surviving members were Lyons and Rick Lee. They were very, very good. Grew up in England, Alvin Lee did. Like so many rockers of the 60s and 70s, influenced by blues and jazz. Used to listen to mom and dad's records and began playing the guitar at the age of 13. A couple of years later, he met Lyons and they joined a band at the age of 15. Were playing the clubs in England. Wrote this song himself. Very, very pop-driven. Alvin Lee was never really enamored with this song, but understood that it paid bills. Lee said in an interview before he died that the group's name, 10 years after, came from Elvis Presley. Sort of an homage to the king. As the classic 10 years after lineup came about 10 years after Elvis Presley hit the national scene. And when I was in... uh, Memphis back in the summer I heard a story that uh, someone told down there that uh, Alvin Lee actually went to Memphis and recorded with Scotty Moore and uh, DJ Fontana. Back about 10-15 years ago. Died in Spain 3 years ago. Simple heart procedure. They were treating him for arrhythmia and he uh, Alvin Lee died on the uh, operating table. He was 68. But 72 years ago today in Nottingham, England, Graham Anthony Barnes came upon this earth. You knew him as Alvin Lee. Scattered flurries up until about 3 o'clock today. Then cloudy, high near 27. It's going to be windy. Windy. It could have an impact on the game tonight. Mostly cloudy, low around 11. And then tomorrow, sunny high near 25. Uh, Tuesday looks pretty good, too. Sunny high near 36. 24 degrees right now at the Tri-State Severe Weather Stations, ESPN 1530 and 700, WLW. Coming up, the Pittsburgh perspective on this game. Lee Sterling in to break down some games for us as well. And you'll hear from one of the biggest and prettiest voices in the history of recorded music. Coming up after the news. As we press on with this, the Ukraine pregame show. It's presented by your local Toyota dealers. I'm Ken Brew, proud to be with you on ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. Nine thirty-five on this Sunday morning. Welcome back to Ukraine pregame show presented by your local Toyota dealers. By the way, it will be the officiating crew of Bill Vinovich. He is the referee for today's game, and his crew will work the Steelers-Bengals game at uh, Paul Brown Stadium. Let's say we review yesterday's key college action. You know we should because there were bowl games. Bowl season has begun. It's brought to you by Kerry Toyota. Kerry Toyota, best in town at KerryToyota.com. The um, Gildan New Mexico Bowl had New Mexico beating Texas San Antonio 23-20. to Houston. Man has the bottom falling out on that team here at the uh, at the end of the road. Las Vegas Bowl, San Diego State 34, Houston 10. At the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. Yes. Appalachian State 31, Toledo 28. And then we had the uh RL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl. That sounds like a fun time. Uh Southern Miss beat Louisiana Lafayette 28-21. And Arkansas State was a 31-13 winner. Yesterday, in the, uh, over Central Florida, in the uh, some bowl that I can't see. But I'm sure they had a good time. No, I mean, the way ESPN.com has these things lined up, the bowl names are like grayed out. It's like taking an eye test. But anyway, that's what happened in college football yesterday. Bengals and Steelers coming up today at Paul Brown Stadium. Lee Sterling stops by here in about 45 minutes. He'll break down some of the games. We'll check in with some of the Pittsburgh media on this game as well. Saturday night, of course, is Christmas Eve. One week from today is Christmas. And uh, by the way, as a programming note, we will not be here next uh, Sunday as uh, WLW has some festive Christmas music and a holiday gathering of all of its major talent, which <laughs> is the reason why I will not be here. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they have a, a big day planned next uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday for for uh, Christmas Day and for th- and for. Th- Christmas Eve as well, on uh, on next Saturday afternoon. But I wanted to do something today as we all get into this festive holiday mood that we're in. About uh, five, six years ago, I think it was in 2000 and... Might have been in 2011, might have been 2010, actually. I had uh, a lady that sings one of the great Christmas songs of all time. Secular song. Uh, it's, uh, it's a song called All I Want for Christmas is You. Her name is Lisa Lane. The, uh, the, the song was recorded by a group called Vince, Vance, and the Valiants. However, it, it wasn't really. And I, I keep getting reaction on this during this time of the year. Wait, when are you going to have Lisa on? Can we uh, talk more about the show? And so, you know what, I'm, on, on, I'm not on ne- next week. So for a few minutes here, before we get knee-deep in football and the nuts and bolts, let's do a little background. Because standing by on the hotline to talk about it is Lisa League. Thank you so much for joining us.
7: Oh, you bet. I'm glad to do it.
2: Take back the holly and silver bells on screen. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Gosh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that song in the last two or three days. It just—it's all over the radio at this time of the year, is it not?
7: It, it is, and and I get—I still, to this day, that it, it was released in 1989. And still to this day, I get uh, I get emails from troops and, and things like that, American troops, and they say it reminds me of home. All I want
2: for Christmas is you.
7: It makes me feel good. Of course, all that does is make me boozy, but uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad it, it's uh, it's helping them feel like it's a little bit closer to home.
4: The last uh, the last time we had a chance to visit a, uh, about this. And, and and I'd like to pick up on that part of the story. Uh, it was uh it, it, some of the girls that were in the group were out shopping, and you were the only one left at the studio. And you wound up singing lead on the song. Is that is that right? Is that how that goes?
7: That's it. Yeah, we were actually in the at a, a venue in Effingham, Illinois, and we actually had a day off, which was odd. And uh, and the you know Vince and the guitar player Troy, who wrote it. They said, well, let's just go through it and see how it happens. Well, I usually, when the three girls sang together, I usually took the lower part and, uh, one of the other girls took the lead, but they weren't there. And they said, well, you just go through it. And, and yeah, that's kind of how it happened. They were out shopping and they didn't Nobody cared, you know, they came back and they said, oh, that's great, right, you know. So we just kind of, we just kind of took it from there. And, and, and by the time we got to the studio about a month and a half later, it, uh, we, we knew it backward and forward and were very comfortable with it.
2: You are my dream come true Santa can't bring me what I need Cause all I want
6: for Christmas is you
4: The music of that song, I think, could have been written by a lot of people, but it's your voice that makes the song. I'm sure you've heard that a number of times.
7: Yeah, and you know... It's just one of those things. You catch the right song, the right musicians, the right producer, uh, the right singer, and and it makes a, an absolutely timeless piece of music. And it doesn't always happen that way, but I think I think this you know it's supposed to happen, so it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened with the Christmas song. So uh, we're we're all tickled with it. We're glad that it's the uh, stood the test of time.
4: You know, it's funny. I, I have jute boxes at home, and one of them I dedicate to Christmas songs at this time of the year. And I did not have a copy of that record, and I finally found one on eBay, and it cost okay. me twenty-five dollars. And it was the least expensive one that I could find on eBay. Those are very rare—the forty-five RPM copies of that record.
7: Uh-huh, they sure are. Yeah, we, like I said, it, none of us thought e- anything would come of it. We just literally thought it was going to be a a song that we sang at Christmas shows and then just stuck it away for the next year. But, you know, someone said, let's go to Nashville and do this right. And one thing led to another show. We were completely unprepared, uh, you know, with, you know, like that, with the 45, uh, do do your listeners know what a 45 is? Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but completely unprepared with these things to sell and, 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 and the public wanting it for, you know, two or three years before we actually had any yeah. product to say, here, take it, you know.
4: Yeah. You're a Texas girl, so did, did that did that break in Texas? Is that where it first broke on, on the radio, or was it just released it, nationally?
7: It, it, yeah, it, it broke in Texas. Uh, we brought it back after we recorded it officially uh, in Nashville. We brought it back. We were doing a show in Tyler, Texas, which is in East Texas, hmm. and uh, uh, brought it to the station that always promoted our shows in Tyler. And uh, they were an oldie station and, and uh, brought it to, you know, the pro- program director, uh, and said, Here, this is our new Christmas song. Well, he played it, and the phones just glowed, you yeah. know. And we but, thought, Oh, that's you neat. Know, <laughs> you don't say anything about it.
4: You, you uh, know, you probably have recorded, I, I'm, I'm just, yeah, hundreds of songs. Did you ever think that that song would be, become your signature song?
7: No, no, not at all. I, I really didn't. It, it, it just, and even when we were in Nashville, I thought, Oh, okay, well that was fun and we had great musicians and okay, let's just go back home, you know. Yeah. It truly didn't occur to any of us, not me anyway.
2: Yeah. People say
7: don't you get tired of singing no no I don't <laughs> it's uh, it's exciting and it's one of those songs that uh if you're a musician they say it sits right in the pocket
4: yes it does
7: and, and my gosh it's so much fun to do it and like you said every everybody everybody knows it. everybody's singing and it, it makes it makes me feel very just very very humbling to to be in that position but it, it, it's also a really good feeling.
4: Lisa Lane, what a voice! What a what a singer!
7: Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody calling and asking to hear the song. It's still
4: yeah. Merry Christmas!
7: Merry Christmas!
4: What a song! I just it's you know you you listen to that and uh, and the story behind it and how things in that business just happen by happenstance. It's just it's uh, it's amazing. Big voice, good gal. She does a lot of Patsy Cline shows around uh, around the country as well. Coming up on 945 on this Sunday morning. A lot to get to between now and then. We'll check out this date in sports history for your Cincinnati Bengals and take a look at some of the things that were high notes from last week's game and see if they can't translate into this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Next on 700, WLW and ESPN 1530. 948 on this Sunday morning. Good morning. UK Crate Free Game Show, presented by your local Toyota dealers. Let's check this date in Cincinnati Bengals history. It's brought to you by Hollywood uh, Casino in Lawrenceburg, celebrating 20 years of fun. Let me take you back in time to that magical year of 2005. Remember that year? Big year for the Bengals. Well, on this date, the Bengals went to Ford Field in Detroit, and came away with a big old win. Forty-one to seventeen over the Detroit Lions. It went to eleven and three with that win. Now, I'll tell you at a big game. Well, it was a typical Carson Palmer game. Carson Palmer, twenty-eight of thirty-nine, two hundred and seventy-four yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. That's about what Palmer did, I mean, I mean consistently while while he was here. But Those three touchdown passes were distributed between three receivers. I bet you can guess two of them, but you can't guess the third. One went to Chad Johnson. One went to T.J. Houshmanzada. Who did the third touchdown pass go to? Come on now, you can do it. Chad Johnson, T.J. Houshmanzada, and... Kelly Washington. Remember the squirrel? A ridiculous dance he did? Anyway, that was back in 2005. 749 thousand one eight hundred, the big one. Jeff is in Kettering. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning,
8: Ken. Happy week before Christmas.
1: Yeah, you too.
8: All right. Uh, you know what's going to happen. Uh, the Bengals are going to go 3-0. The Steelers are going to go in 3. And the Ravens are going to one 1-2. And the Bengals are going to win the division, Right. And if you believe that, I got some land to sell you in Florida. But anyway,
4: all right, Jeff. If if that happens, I'll tell you what. You know what we'll do? I'll let,
8: I'll let you buy me the land in Florida. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll agree with that. Hey, you know what? Um, I heard you say at the beginning of the season. Um, you said something in effect that the Bengals are going to go five and one because you know they're playing the. Uh, uh, NFC East and and we knew the, how bad they were last year. Remember that? Yeah. And uh, I said four and two, but as a matter, but found out that that was a better division, right? All of yes, a sudden, yeah. how 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 stuff changes over one year in in, in uh, football. But um, you know, the Bengals are getting better. I think their defense looks a lot better. I think they're, uh, you know, their offense is looking better. Uh, maybe too little, too late, but I, I, I really think they're going to win today.
4: Well, if you look at, uh, and Jeff, thanks for the call, if you look at what the Steelers have done on the road this year, they won to open the season at Washington. Washington's Washington's a pretty good team. They got throttled at Philly. They got whipped at Miami, and that's back when Miami was not good, and Philadelphia was playing better than it was playing now, but Philly beat them in Philly 34-3. to They lost at Baltimore 21-14. to Their last two road games have been against um, Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Buffalo, and they were all wins. Cleveland is horrid. We know that. Indianapolis is a middling team. Buffalo is a middling team. So I'm not saying that you, you you play who you're scheduled against, but honestly, I don't know if um, if if Pittsburgh is that good on the road. To be honest with you, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, Indianapolis okay. I mean, they're in the hunt for the AFC South. Buffalo, of course, came here and beat Cincinnati. But this is this is a this is a big game for the Steelers in this sense. They could still lose, and Baltimore wins are both 8-6. and six. Somebody's going to win next week in, in Pittsburgh and win the division. But if- Step into the world
5: of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at Choppacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com.
4: Welcome to the family.
2: VGW Group, no purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
4: If Pittsburgh wants to win the division, it really needs to win today because its division record is not good. And that's a tiebreaker. So if they finish the season tied with Baltimore and their division record is worse than the Ravens, that's a bad deal for Pittsburgh. They they would be aced out. They would be aced out. By the way, I want to get into the delivery of the game from last week. Best throw catch from last week. Brought to you by Ucrate. Go to Ucrate.com for all your residential and shipping needs. I think it's that first touchdown pass from Andy Dalton to Tyler Eifert. 14 yards. Got the Bengals off and running on their opening drive. I think we're going to go with that. That will be our uh, delivery of the game from last week's game against the Cleveland Browns. No, uh, Jeff was right in this sense that it's, it's very difficult week to week to predict what a team is going to do in the NFL. It's, it's, it's damn near impossible and a fool's game to start predicting wins and losses in April, May, and June. We all fall into the trap. I try hard not to, but we all fall into the trap of doing that. It's just really, really difficult to plot all of that stuff out that far in advance. It really is. All right. Coming up on the show, we're going to go to Pittsburgh. Steelersinsider.com, guy named uh, Jim Wexell. He's been with us a couple of times during the season. We're going to check in with Jim. Chris Adamski from the Pittsburgh Tribune Review will join us before we're done at 1130, and also our good buddy Lee Sterling. If you want to invest your money today in games, you need to listen to Lee. All that coming up straight ahead on the u pregame show presented by your local Toyota dealers. Counting down. To the Bengals and the Stullers, straight ahead on both of these fifty thousand watt blow torches ESPN fifteen thirty and seven hundred WLW.
1: This is the U-Crate Pre-Game Sports Talk, presented by your local Toyota dealers. Pre-Game Sports Talk is brought to you by your local Toyota dealers. Visit buyatoyota.com for over 30 Toyota offers. Toyota, let's go places. Yingling, America's oldest brewery, family owned and operated since 1829. Rising Star Casino in Rising Sun, Indiana, where you can play, stay, and get away. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers, check out their award-winning lineup, only at your tri-state chevy dealer gerber collision and glass you may not see it coming but you'll know where you're going Visit gettogerber.com. CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company, technology solutions for business. Miami Valley Gaming. Get ready to get lucky at Miami Valley Gaming. Mixco Plumbing. Choose a pro. Choose Mixco, the healthcare management group, providing greater care for greater Cincinnati. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Performance King's Honda. They'll put a smile on your face. Every customer. Every vehicle. Every day. And by ucrate.com for all your. And commercial shipping solutions. It's UPrate.com.
3: We the best all on three, one, two, three, we, we the best.
4: best. On 700 wlw the home of the best Bengals coverage. Coming up on 1008 on this Sunday morning and good morning. Less than three hours till kickoff now, Bengals and Steelers downtown at Paul Brown Stadium. 749 thousand one eight hundred. the big one. If you'd like to participate by email, the email address is Ken. At KenBrew.com. Twitter account. Did I say the Twitter account? The Twitter account. The at sign in my name. K-E-N-B-R-O-O. Sign up today. Get my pithy little comments throughout the day. More than 15,000 st- I mean, followers. Can't be all wrong. Email here from John. The Bengals two-game win streak ends today. Can you imagine actually bragging about a two-game win streak? Sad. Does Bell break 200 yards again? Question mark. Uh, Bell does not break 200 yards today. Bell doesn't do anything like he did last week against the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, I'm not so sure it's not going to be a three game win streak to be perfectly honest with you there, John. Seen it far too many times where a team rolls in, particularly to Cincinnati back in the bad old days in the nineties, we had several teams roll in here late December. Just looking for a win, thought they could throw their helmet out on the field and route to a playoff berth, and it it didn't happen. Focus and poise are the two things that Marvin Lewis has been preaching this week. Two things the Bengals didn't have in that playoff game back in January. Two things they absolutely positively need today. Let's look at the uh, performance. Kings Honda Performer of the Week, that would be from last week against the Cleveland Browns I'm going to give it a Geno Atkins four tackles one assist five total tackles he also had a couple of sacks very disruptive this is a guy that uh, although you don't normally see him on the sack sheet he is just so disruptive Uh, and the the interior of that uh the interior of that Steelers offensive line is going to have their hands full today. I mean, they—they they really and truly are. It's the Steelers' line is playing better this year than it has in years past. It really is. But Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, Ramon Foster—if he plays—those uh, are uh, those are guys that are really going to have their hands full today. Well, we'll see. But I thought uh, I thought Atkins last last week played really, really terrific football. Perf- uh, performance. Kings Honda—they'll put a smile on your face every customer, every vehicle, every day. Jim Waxell writes for the uh, Steel City Insider, it's part of the Scouts dot com website, and uh, we've had Jim on a couple of times on the show this year to talk about all things Steelers football. And it's an interesting uh, position that the Steelers are in. Because they could lose today. I think Baltimore wins. I think they beat Philly. And you'd have two eight and 8-6 teams in Pittsburgh next week for a winner-take-all, for all intents and purposes, for a winner-take-all in the uh, AFC North race. Somebody will get to nine wins next week in in uh, Pittsburgh, and, and then the race will be over. So you just wonder if uh, the Steelers might be a little bit, Half here today and half in Pittsburgh next week to play the Baltimore Ravens. Let's go to the home and RV listener line and bring in Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. I, I mean, I I don't know whether you hear the intro or not, uh, Jim, but I I mean, could could there could there be a little bit of that going on, a little bit of this week, a little bit of next week?
9: I think they're. I really do think they're really focused on one game at a time. A because they've uh, lost some games they shouldn't have earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, over the past couple of years, as Tomlin's critics point out continually. And B, uh, they're on a roll. I, I, you know, there's something to a routine, and uh, there's also something to the Bengals. And not only do they respect the Bengals, but they don't like them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they probably understand that the Ravens are a bigger game, more important, but. I don't think it's lessening their focus today at all. They're they're on a roll. They have a routine down. Uh, next up is the Bengals, who they don't like. So uh, I I think whether they win or lose today, they'll they'll be there one hundred percent mentally.
4: You know, the Steelers kind of embody the um, the team mentality. I, I saw a startling stat this week that in his last four road starts in December, Roethlisberger no touchdown passes, six interceptions but yet the Steelers are 3-1 and one in those games. They, they always seem to find a way, don't they, Jim?
9: Well, I think that talks, uh, speaks to Le'Veon Bell and his value. And um, I, I know, I, I wrote a column saying that he should be an MVP candidate, a potential MVP winner, and I know Vegas doesn't even have him listed in their top ten uh, as far as the one site I saw. And uh, there are commentators laughing about his, "Quote unquote candidacy," but um, I mean he's really been carrying them, and um, I think it's going to make Ben even better. I think this week, you know, they came out um, in a shotgun no huddle spread offense last week, and uh, we're going to throw the ball on the Bills, and he got picked off twice, uh, stupid throws, and. They turned to Levy on in the second half. They brought in a third tackle. They brought in a fullback, and they, they told the Bills, "We're we're running the ball here," and the Bills couldn't stop it. So I think you know Ben, with that knowledge, with that confidence that he doesn't have to carry the team even on his bad days, that uh, I think it will help loosen him up a bit and yeah. I think that's what he needs on the road for for whatever reason this year. He's not been good on the road.
4: Yeah, and, and some, you know, to to further that case about whether or not he is an MVP candidate or not. He's averaging, Jim, this season, the second most scrimmage yards per game in NFL history. I mean, he's right <laughs> behind what Priest Holmes did about 10, 15 years ago. He's ahead of what the Juice did back in the 70s. I mean, it, it's a remarkable thing he's done. Given the fact that he missed those games early this season,
9: well, that helps the average. Missing those games has helped the average. Uh, you know, I, 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 let me let me say it, it hasn't helped the average, but it hasn't uh, it hasn't mattered. Yeah. You know, it's not an, an overall yardage thing. Now, the overall yardage god of NFL history is Jim Brown. He averages more total yards per scrimmage than anyone mm. per game, and his greatest year was 152. Mm-hmm. And uh, I you've looked at these stats. I believe uh Levion's at 161 and Priest Holmes was 163. Yep. Uh it sounds like you're familiar with him so. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh Jim Brown was 151 and and that that's his all-time uh record still yeah. is the average yards per game per his career. Le'Veon is second to him overall so that's that's the kind of rare air we're talking about. Yeah,
4: it's, it's it it is a remarkable
0: Com. No purchase necessary. Group void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
4: It's been pretty start Like Jim Wexel is our guest. He's with Steel City Insider. Covers all things Steelers. A.J. Green officially listed as doubtful for this game, which means one chance in four he plays. I think there's no chance in any that he plays in this game. What does that do for Pittsburgh defensively when the best player on the Bengals' offensive side of the ball is erased? How does that? What does that do to their entire outlook defensively?
9: Well, I don't know about their outlook, but my outlook, I'm going go to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Cam Hayward effect yeah, there. Yeah. Because from what I understand, Tyler Boyd has gotten a lot better.
2: Yeah, he has. He in, has. in
9: A.J.'s absence. Yeah. And so you have that same effect. The other guys have been forced to step forward. And we all know Tyler Boyd uh, from his days at Pitt. Mm. We we Everybody in town loved Tyler Boyd as a ball player. Yeah. So I, I I, no, I haven't watched the Bengals, so I, I could be speaking out of turn here, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Boards, Boyd has been playing some great ball in A.J. absence. Yeah.
4: No, he really is. And, and the, you talk about the excitement next year that uh, you know with Hayward coming back. The excitement next year here is that Boyd would have that full year under his belt and becomes then the perfect complement to A.J. Green on the other side of the field. He's really excelled, Jim, in the last couple of weeks.
9: Well, that's good to hear, right? Uh, everybody likes Tyler around here, and, and they appreciated what he did at Pitt. And the other thing you have going for you is Tyler Eifert. Mm-hmm. And now I don't believe he played in that first game. No, if he no. did it, yeah, okay. He he he. I know he was concussed. Uh, so uh, the Steelers have had trouble with tight ends, and his primary uh, uh, guardian would be a rookie Sean Davis, who uh, we have a lot of uh, high hopes for. A lot of uh, he has a lot of potential, and he's big and fast and strong. But he's still a rookie, and Tyler Eifert is uh, an outstanding tight end. So, you know, I mean, I I can sit here and talk nonsense about A.J. Green not mattering, but of course he matters. What a great ball player. But there are other weapons.
4: Yes, there are. And it ought to be a good game. It always is when the Steelers and Bengals play, because, as you know, Jim, we always expect the unexpected in these games, and we're (laughs) never disappointed. We really aren't. Jim Wexel, he works – and rights for Steel City Insider. You can uh, pick up a copy of that, I guess, online, right, Jim? Somebody's out here. A lot of Steeler fans live in this area, unfortunately for us, but they, <laughs> they want to stay in contact with the Steelers. It's a great way to, uh, to do that, I'm sure.
9: Uh, thanks a lot, Ken. I appreciate you having me
4: on. One thing to keep in mind, the Bengals' defense against the run has not been good, allowing 119 yards per game rushing this season. Uh, that's 25th in the NFL. It's the most rushing yards per game allowed by Cincinnati since 2008. And, of course, coming to town today is Le'Veon Bell. 749 71800 one 1-800-the-big-one, pound 700 on at and Straight ahead, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Also, as I do every week, I will give you some fantasy football knowledge that you can use today to win your matchup. Players that you might not even consider starting, but I will give compelling reasons why you should. You just can't get this stuff anywhere else. And if you can, you probably are paying for it. 1019 on this Sunday morning. Good morning. It's the u pregame show. It's presented by your local Toyota dealers and only on ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. 700 WLW. Welcome back to the show. Scattered flurries between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Mostly cloudy thereafter. High of 27. It's going to be windy, so that may affect what goes on downtown today. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 11. 23 right now at the Tri-State Severe Weather Station, 700 WLW. Guess who turned 73 today? Keith Richards. Keith Richards turned 73. Of course, Keith looked like he was 73 about 30 years ago. It's one of the greatest guitar riffs in music. And he's had a bunch of them. I like this one because it proves you don't have to be an electric guitar virtuoso to play a great riff, and and Richards does everything. I mean everything on a rhythm guitar. Writes music, does his best work on a rhythm guitar. He can play the electric, sure. I know that. He said in 1985. I saw this on a uh, one of those of VH1 shows or some you watch late at night. He, Richard says that he never tries to get too far away from the acoustic guitar. He says, first of all, he thinks one day everybody's going to run out of electricity. But then he said, he said he works on acoustic guitar because you got to play it dead. In other words, you got to play it without any, any of the enhancements that an electric guitar has. So you've got to get it right. His quote was, it keeps me precise. Man, is he precise. You listen to this song. There's one electric instrument being played on this song, and it's the bass guitar. Everything else is an acoustic instrument. Everything else. Keith Richards, member of what has been described as the greatest rock and roll band of all time. And as such, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, class of 1989. 73 years ago today in Dartford, Kent, England. One of the greatest rock and roll guitar players came upon this earth. Happy birthday. Keith Richards. Seven four nine seven thousand one eight hundred, the big one. Pound seven hundred on AT and T. By the way, I, I, we were out last night. It was uh, Christmas in Loveland. Unfortunately, it rained and it uh, and it just kind of put a damper on all the other activities that you have there. But eventually, everybody made their in, their way inside to uh, to various establishments uh, there in Loveland and had a good time. We were. We were sitting in Paxton's at uh, I want to say about nine thirty, and in came the Santa Goody Bag Band, uh, which turns out to be a bunch of college guys, aging college guys, who uh, have been around the area quite a bit, and uh, they're big fans of this show. Uh, you might have seen they played Kings Island. They all they're all dressed up as Santa Claus. They came in and played uh, rather rousing New Orleans style. Uh, of Christmas songs, and uh, they are very, very good, and I just want to give them a shout-out. If you ever have a chance to see uh, the Santa Goody Bag Band, uh, who I said were out in full force in Loveland last night, uh, give them a listen. Very good and very good guys. All right, fantasy football update. I want to get to this right now because I know you're chomping at the bit and you really want to set your teams, and and, and it's it's just that time of the day. So here are a couple of names I want you to remember today because I think these guys could really win you some points. First off, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're kind of in a quandary and you don't know whether or not to start Deshaun Jackson, Washington is playing Carolina today. I would urge you, I would compel you, I would beseech you to start Deshaun Jackson. He has touchdown catches in three of his last four games. He doesn't catch the ball much, but he just wrecks havoc downfield. And I think Cousins is going to have another big game against the Panthers. I, for some reason, I I just think this guy could be your guy. I, I, you know, ever have one of those, um, what would you call it, one of those premonitions? One of those, uh, one of those feelings that uh, that this could be it. Do you ever have one of those? Well, maybe it's just like you know lunch coming back on you. But i i look at uh, i look at the landscape today, and I look at uh, at whom is playing whom. I think that could be. I think that could be a, a a decent play for you. I think it could be. So that that would be that would be one. Suggestion. Now, I've been talking about this guy, this other guy I'm going to give you for a number of weeks. And uh he plays for Philadelphia. His name is Zach Ertz. Now, Philadelphia is at, at Baltimore today. Baltimore's defense is really, really good. Um, but this if you look at this guy since about the middle of the season, I want to say week seven, week eight. His numbers are really, really good. A lot of catches. Um, And again, I think Philadelphia will throw to somebody today. Uh, I kind of think this guy may be who, who, uh, who Philadelphia looks at. I mean, he's right up there since the middle of the season with Travis Kelsey and Jimmy Graham. So if that's. Remember, it's free advice. Well, there's a couple of guys to help you today. If you're if you're scratching your head and you wonder what do I do? Where do I go? Uh, fantasy football update brought to you by Mike Castrusi Ford in Milford and Alexandria. They're number one for the reason that's Mike Castrusi Ford. In a moment, Lee Sterling, how to invest your money wisely on seven hundred WLW and ESPN fifteen thirty. It's the u pre pregame show presented by your local Toyota dealers. Welcome back. Ken Brew is always proud to be with you. So everybody wants to know, is Le'Veon Bell going to go off on the Bengals like he went off on the Bills? And my answer is no, he is not. It will not happen. He is not going to rush for 238 yards today. I do think he'll, he'll get his yardage. But I just think it... Uh, if you look at the Bengals' defense and how poorly they play the run, one could one could make a case for it. I just don't sense it happening back-to-back weeks. And that's why today's spotlight is on the following players. Domata Peco, Geno Atkins, and Vontaze Burfecht. They are the heart of that Bengals' defense. And so you first must create decisions for Le'Veon Bell to make. And you do that by stuffing the run. You have to make him decide what to do. If you watch Bell run, not that his runs are ad-libbed, but he follows his blockers very well. He shuffles his feet, finds what little bit of daylight he can, and runs right through it. I think the Bengals have enough outside run support to secure the perimeter on Le'Veon Bell. I do. But unless the middle of that defense is stout today, Le'Veon Bell will run for more yards than what the Bengals hoped or want him to. So there are my spotlight players, Pecco, Atkins, and Perfect, brought to you by Oasis Turf and Tree. They're wild about your lawn. 749 what eight hundred the big one. Here now is Lee Sterling. Lee's with us every single Sunday at this time. To handicap and look at some games... And for Lee, it really is the most wonderful time of the year because there's just a bunch of bowl games he can give you his insight on. And of course, this week in the National Football League. Good morning, Lee. Good morning. Yeah. A lot of fun. Uh,
10: bowl season has started. Uh, three weeks left of the NFL season.
4: So let's get after it. I always felt badly for bowl teams that are teams that played in bowl games that started like the first bowl game. It doesn't feel like it's a bowl game. It always feels like just a continuation of the regular season. I think you want to play after Christmas somewhere, don't you?
10: Yeah, I, at least, if not after Christmas, maybe the day before, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it doesn't feel... I mean, the traffic feels like it's holiday, but yeah. Yeah, it, 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 there is something... Well, it used to be, I think there was like eight bowls, and yeah. they would start like the 26th or 27th. I, I
1: mean, know, yeah. There was
10: no bowl games before uh, Christmas, yeah. but uh, they have that you know, that that time slot, and they want to fill it in. I mean, it all started yesterday, and we're going to get games almost every day of the week now. Yes,
4: we are. We got games today. We got uh, an interesting matchup, New England-Denver. Uh, this is at Denver, Lee, and am I right? Denver's getting points in this game?
10: They're getting three points, and oh. hey... I I think New England is still the team to beat, but I mean you got a team here uh that has beaten Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I looked this up, I was even shocked. He's two and seven lifetime against Denver. Wow. The last time they beat Denver, uh a guy named Tim Tebow was quarterback in <laughs> the team. So
3: uh,
10: in Denver. So gonna be a problem here in my opinion for New England. They're catching and playing a team. That still has the best defense, uh, has the most sacks, best pass defense, mm-hmm. and has allowed a league low 10 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think having the, a depleted wide receiving core is going to catch up with New England. And this is the game here. A lot of people were playing Denver last week. You wait for the second week for a quarterback to come yep. back. Yep. Wrong team's favorite. Denver yep. stays in that six hole, maybe moves up to number five. After this week, they win twenty-three twenty. Wow!
4: And, and yep. you know, and that plays right into our next game, which is Tennessee Kansas City. You talk about an interdivisional matchup that means so much. I mean, Denver's clawing to stay with Oakland and Kansas City. Kansas City at home today is given five to Tennessee, and Tennessee's right there. They're fight it's hand-to-hand combat with Houston for that AFC South. This is a great matchup today. But Kansas City given five to Tennessee. This Tennessee team can score points.
10: They can, and they're probably a year ahead of schedule. Uh, they still have some weaknesses, and here's the part in the team I think will get exposed. I think their linebackers and their DBs will get exposed here. I don't think they're good enough uh, to win this game on the road. I don't think they're good enough to get into the playoffs and do any damage. Uh, they had a few more pieces than maybe next year. Uh, also, I think the Kansas City's linebackers match up well. Um, with the Tennessee running game, that freeze option here. I think Kansas City wins this game here 27-20.
4: Kansas City's had an amazing run here with Andy Reid, haven't they? I mean, it really is staggering what they've done. It really is. Uh, Philly is at Baltimore today. Baltimore's got to give six. We had Philly out here a couple of weeks ago, Lee, and that team looked like it quit on their coach. It just looked like they had guys that didn't want to be here. The coach even questioned effort after the game. Uh, This is a game Baltimore should win, and Baltimore's given a touchdown to Philadelphia to start this game. Are you with me? This is this is this is a huge game for Baltimore if it wants to stay up there with Pittsburgh.
10: Well, and obviously Steve Smith feels that way too. <laughs> um, he's an emotional guy. Um, uh, you, you don't want to play against that guy. As far as even still his talent and the way he plays the game, every play he plays like the last. Uh, Carson Wentz started off great, but the problem is. Uh, teams are figuring him out. He has 14 turnovers and just six touchdowns in the last eight games. His supporting cast, his offensive line and receivers are, are way below average here. And I think the Ravens are, have some deep threats that can take advantage of some real slow Eagles cornerbacks. Baltimore wins by double digits, 27-16.
4: Wow, and that sets up the showdown on Christmas Day with uh, with the Steelers. Uh, so I, you, you got a bunch of bowl games that we talked yeah. about. Now that started yesterday, my guess is this is like prime pickings. I, I, I guess if people want to get in and get the inside scoop on these bowl games, which honestly, a lot of these games don't go the way they do during the regular season, you're probably the guy to call here.
10: Well, we, we've done well over the bowl season and, and the years, and, and the reason is, You know, it gives me time to sit back and and watch what's taking place. And, you know, it's rapid fire during the Mm -hmm. season, in the college and the NFL season. You know, I have a couple weeks to look at the matchups. Uh, You can find out which teams are recruiting them. There's some teams out there, you know, they had disappointing teams and disappointing seasons. So they might have left just four or five coaches behind, and they might have put seven or eight coaches on the road Mm -hmm. recruiting more than most teams would. So... Uh, you got to figure out which teams are doing that and which teams are going to come to play. And uh, this is what we have going. We have three weeks left of the NFL season, 41 bowl games this year, and we'll probably have selections on 35 of these 37 uh, bowl games here. And uh, also the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, almost two and a half months of action. You can get everything for $397. That's my executive phone service through the Super Bowl. That's the entire kit and caboodle, $397.00. With coupon code SAVE100 at ParamountSports.com.
4: ParamountSports.com. Mama needs to stick that in your stocking, right? Yep. A a lot of
10: people could use some extra cash, especially with the holiday season right here.
4: I get you. Uh, So we got the Steelers in town against the Bengals today. The Bengals are getting points. I don't know. I mean, Cincinnati has played Philadelphia and and Cleveland on back-to-back weeks. They haven't beaten anybody of any note this year other than the Dolphins, and the Dolphins weren't good when the Bengals beat them. Right. Uh, so, Pittsburgh's got to give three here today, and you know Pittsburgh—they win this thing today. Uh, that's it for Cincinnati. Any, any, any hope is out the window. Where do you see this one going?
10: Yeah, you you would like to play Pittsburgh when things are going wrong, but uh, uh, you know the problem is that that Pittsburgh right now has more weapons than when they started the year. Everyone knows about Antonio Brown, but now they have a healthy Ladarius Green. Sammy Coates has come on. Eli Rogers, the receiver at Louisville, uh, to go with Le'Veon Bell. And, and, I mean, this is a tough team to face. Their defense is playing well; they're holding opponents to an average of just 12.5 points over the last four weeks. After recording only eight sacks in their first seven games, they have 23 over the last six games here. And as we've watched, the Bengals also, on top of the injuries to their offense and their two best players, uh, they have a kicking problem here, and, and with six missed extra points and six, six missed field goals, that's a problem because points will be at a premium. I like Pittsburgh
4: 28-17. Yeah, I think that's probably it's probably going to be a decidedly Pittsburgh crowd today at Paul Brown Stadium. They come out in droves when the Steelers play here. Hey, Lee. It's no, I've great. seen them. They oh, were, were know. in
10: Miami. Yeah. Uh, thankfully for a change, we shut them up quick and they went home early. Yeah.
4: But there's never a road game when, when you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's just like they're no, everywhere. No, I mean, you
10: look at the national teams, the Cowboys, the Steelers, even the 49ers, yeah. they played here in Miami because of, you know, going back to the Joe Montana and Steve Young yeah. and Jerry Rice teams. Uh, and the Raiders, I mean, those teams travel. I mean, you, sometimes you're walking around the tailgate, You're like, <laughs> am I at the right place? Yeah,
4: right, right. <laughs> I know. I think it's going to be that way today. Lee, always great catching up with you. Have a great Christmas. We'll talk again. Thank you, sir. You too. Thanks, Ken. See if Randy Bullock can make a difference today or next week or somehow. We talked about that yesterday. Then the things that just plagued this team this year. And if he could change one thing, and obviously at the top of the list, it's it was the kicking. But oh, one game that he mentioned, I'm going to keep an eye on today. You may too if you're if you're a fan of the game and you're you're not at the game. If you're just Watch games or watch multiple games. This 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 Tennessee Kansas City game I think could be really entertaining. You got the number one red zone offense in all of football for uh, Tennessee and the number five red zone defense in all of football for Kansas City. Titans are seven and six. They're really playing well here lately. Uh, they started the season one and three. They've won six of their last nine, and a lot of that is offense. Their offense is really good. Number three rushing offense this season. They have the fourth best third down offense, Tennessee does, and they've scored 26 or more in seven of the last nine games. A lot of that is Marcus Mariota. But honestly, DeMarco Murray, He uh, it, once you get by Ezekiel Elliott in football, your guy is DeMarco Murray statistically and artistically. So that's a lot of the reasons why the uh, Tennessee Titans are playing as well as they are and in the playoff hunt. The Chiefs are writing a magnificent story. I yeah, you know, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago and it just keeps getting better in their last 23 games. Kansas City is 20 wins and 3 losses in their last 23 games. First in that department, first in point differential, first in turnover differential. That's all since week 7 of the 2015 season. So you got you've got a lot of things going on here that are just
2: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: And uh, this is an out-of-division game for Kansas City. Their next two games, their final two games, are Broncos at home and at Chargers. I think Kansas City is going to finish up strongly. I really do. Tennessee, if it can go in and somehow sneak a win today, and that's not going to be an easy thing to do, but if they can sneak a win Today out of Kansas City, Tennessee is in great shape in the AFC South. Watch that one today, Tennessee, Kansas City. You're listening to the pregame show. Not just any pregame show, it's the U Crate pregame show, presented by your local Toyota dealers on ESPN fifteen thirty and seven hundred WLW. Just on the phone with Bill Cunningham. I don't know if you know Bill, he's, he's not on very much, but uh, apparently there was a free throw shooting contest last night at halftime of the Xavier-Wake Forest game between Bill and Brad Redford. And Bill, who was, I think, just celebrated his uh, 69th birthday, 24 of 25, and he took down Brad Redford, who made 21 of 25. And apparently the crowd turned on Bill. Turned on Bill. I don't know why. It's like wrestling, isn't it? There's nothing better than being the heel. Ten fifty-two on this, the Ukraine pre-game show presented by your local Toyota dealers. All right, look, I want to just get this out here because I'm a big believer in keeping hope alive. But there are scenarios, and not the ones that play out of my mind most of the time. But there are scenarios where the Bengals could win the wild card. Now, there are three separate scenarios for the three separate weeks that are left. But let me just tell you right now, because you may be rooting for this team or that team. Your money may be here. Your money may be there. Your fantasy player could be here. Let me just tell you, if something were to go askew and the Bengals actually make the playoffs, this is what has to happen today. And in advance, I want to thank com because this is where I found this. But here goes. Uh, obviously, the Bengals have to beat the Steelers today. The Browns have to beat the Bills in Buffalo. The Chiefs have to beat the Titans in Kansas City. The Patriots have to beat the Broncos in Denver. The Raiders have to beat the Chargers in San Diego. The Vikings have to beat the Colts in Minnesota. And the Eagles have to beat the Ravens in Baltimore. All of that has to happen today to give Cincinnati hope to stay alive in the wild card race. to Push them on to next week. A couple of things here. Uh, I think the Chiefs beat the Titans. Uh, I think I think the Raiders beat the Chargers. The, the Chargers aren't any good. I think the Vikings beat the Colts in Minnesota. The Colts are not very good, and they they got to what play them inside now. You know, well, I, I, what, no, what I should have said is what I should have said there is is the Vikings beat the Colts in Minnesota. The, the the Colts play inside most of the time. I don't see the Colts playing outside and beating the Vikings today. Uh, and I don't see the Eagles beating the Ravens in Baltimore. I just don't see it. Just don't see it. But that's what's got to happen today, according to CincyJungle.com, to keep the Bengals alive for a wild card. Browns have to beat the Bills in Buffalo. That ain't happening. Chiefs beat the Titans in Kansas City. I think that happens. Bengals beat the Steelers in Cincinnati. I think it could happen. Patriots beat the Broncos in Denver. Uh, I'm going to get into that game just a little bit after the news at the top of the hour. Patriots and Broncos. The Raiders beat the Chargers in San Diego. The, The Chargers stink. The Vikings will beat the Colts in Minnesota. The Eagles aren't going to beat the Ravens in Baltimore. So you've got a problem with Ravens. In Baltimore, you got a problem with Bills in Buffalo, and I think you got a problem with the. Uh, I think you got a problem with the the Patriots and Broncos in Denver. But anyway, that's it. So if all of this happens today, I will bring back next week and go through week two and what has to happen, or the second of the three weeks that has to happen. All right, coming up in just a moment, Chris Adamski, Pittsburgh Tribune Review. We'll get into today's game. Get the odds out there for some of the games today and much more as we cruise to 1130 and countdown to kickoff. On this, the home of the Bengals, ESPN, 1530 and 700 WLW.
1: This is the U-Crate Pre-Game Sports Talk presented by your local Toyota dealers. Hey! Pre-Game Sports Talk is brought to you by your local Toyota dealers. Visit buyatoyota.com for over 30 Toyota offers. Toyota. Let's go places. Yingling, America's oldest brewery, family-owned and operated since 1829. Rising Star Casino in Rising Sun, Indiana, where you can play, stay, and get away. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers. Check out their award-winning lineup. Only your Tri-State Chevy dealer, Gerber Collision and Glass. You may not see it coming, but you'll know where you're going. Visit GetToGerber.com, CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company, technology solutions for business. Miami Valley Gaming. Get ready to get lucky at Miami Valley Gaming. Mixco Plumbing. Choose a pro. Choose Mixco. The Healthcare Management Group. Providing greater care for greater Cincinnati. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Performance King Honda. They'll put a smile on your face. Every customer. Every vehicle. Every day. And by Ucrate.com for all your residential and commercial shipping solutions. It's Ucrate.com. We the best for one, two, three. We on 700 WLW, the
4: home of the best Bengals coverage. 11:09 as we count down to kickoff. Less than two hours to the Bengals and Steelers downtown in Paul Brown Stadium. Email here, this is from Vince. He says, Andy Dalton is not and never will be a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but on the lower end of the good scale... Sitting on the bench is probably the best quarterback to come out of the SEC since Peyton Manning. Either play him or trade him to provide the opportunity to show what he can do. Two things. The less that a backup quarterback plays, the more valuable he seems. The other thing is the most popular player on any team is the backup quarterback. Uh. I understand what A.J. McCarron is, and I understand the buzz around A.J. McCarron and who he is and all that, but honestly, the coaching staff down there is in the business of winning games. Believe it or not, you may not think that sometimes. They're in the business of winning games, and they will play the people that will give them the best chance to win games. Always have, always will. Stand corrected on one thing. Uh, i did not factor in the uh the uh result of last night's nfl tilts and uh because of that the uh, bengal's have been eliminated from all wild card competition so the uh the wild card is is not in play anymore i uh i was factoring all, all of these permutations if this happens if that happens if elvis comes back from the dead and does this and that and forgot that Miami, with a 34-13 win over the New York Jets, now has nine wins, and nine wins is unattainable for your Cincinnati Bengals. In the West, there are two teams with ten wins, and therefore with only two wild cards. That is that when it comes to the wild card. He is Chris Adamski. He uh, is the uh, beat writer for the... Steelers at the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. We've had Chris on a couple of times to talk about Bengal Steelers, and he's kind enough to join us again right now here on the u pregame show presented by your local Toyota dealers. Chris, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Sure, anytime, Ken. It's always good to be in Cincinnati. Yeah, you know, um, I, I look at the Steelers in September, and I look at them now, and they're night and day. What, in your opinion, is the biggest difference between that team and the team that's in town today?
3: Well, one thing I, I wrote a story about this the other day, and, and uh, you know, it's not like obviously, as I was saying, they didn't make any you know <laughs> in-season trades or any in-season free-agent acquisitions. However, this defense is completely transformed from what it was uh, maybe in September, early October. And that's for that's for a, a, a several reasons. But The personnel is, is a lot different. That's because you have the three rookies. Who have all taken on bigger roles? Uh, the first round pick was already burned. Mm-hmm. He was a big player for the first couple of weeks of the season. Now he plays, doesn't leave the field. He's out there every step. Sean Davis, the first couple weeks was the slot cornerback, and then he lost that job. He got a little banged up. He didn't play a couple games at all on defense. Now he's playing, back to playing every single step as the starting strong safety. Uh, and you know, two, you know, obviously high pedigree young guys with legs that so with speed. Uh, uh, making plays in the secondary they didn't have early in the season. Uh, Javon Hargrave, the third round pick, was the the starting nose tackle. And I know, as you, as you know, in today's NFL, you don't use your nose tackle too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been playing some end now, especially since Cameron Hayward, uh, went out for the season. So you have, uh, another young kind of dynamic player there. Uh, you have James Harrison, who was only playing half the snaps. The guy's very familiar to guys in Cincinnati, yeah. uh, early in the season. Uh, for better or for worse, uh, the Steelers have kind of unleashed him now. He played every snap in Buffalo this past weekend. He had sacks in three straight games. He, he's kind of found the 2008 form of him. Um, Ryan Chazier was injured early in the season. Now he's back, and he's being the player that the Steelers thought he would be when they took him in the first round a couple years ago. You have all these guys that, they aren't, even though they weren't due acquisition, they're all playing now, uh, not leaving the field at any point. Any of those five guys I mentioned on defense, but earlier in the season, whether they were hurt, whether they hadn't established themselves yet, whether... The coaching staff was holding them back because they were 38 years old in the James Harrison case. All these guys are now playing major roles in the defense. The defense is vastly improved from where it was early in the season.
4: You know, it's interesting you say that because my impression of Pittsburgh when they, were, when they met out in Pittsburgh about two, three months ago was that the, the, the secondary was just clueless. It, it didn't know what to do, where to go, who to defend. Uh, but it seems now what you've got is you mentioned the young guys, you've got this defense now. That's working in unison, and I think that, that speaks well for that side of the coaching staff because you have had injuries and you're getting it done with young players and old players. So if you're on that coaching staff in, in Pittsburgh, uh, you must be getting high marks. Is, are, are, is the coaching staff, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, getting high marks out there from the media, from the fans?
3: Yeah, especially because, uh, again, early in the season, it started to, it was almost a tipping point there. And, of course, the Steelers lost four games in a row and they ended mm-hmm. there in about uh, October uh, or October and November. And, um, you know, of course, that brings out uh, you know, the pitchforks and the torches and everything from the fans. And, <laughs> and, and uh, um, people were, were, were on the verge of turning on to coordinator Keith Butler there because, you know, the defense was ranked way down. The past defense was ranked way down. You have all these they keep taking first and second round picks over and over again to address the defense. The offense has been very good. They keep trying to address the defense, And whether it be Jarvis Jones, the first round pick not working out. A second round pick last year, Sanchez Golson hasn't gotten the field because he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there's been a lot of reasons why, uh, or just making the wrong picks was kind of the theory maybe, why it wasn't working. But uh, yeah, now all of a sudden, the way this defense communication, you're, you're exactly right, it was an issue um, early in the season. It was last season on defense, especially covering tight ends, which is... Uh, you have a guy in Tyler Eifert who, who might be uh, uh, sort of alarming for, for the Steelers. But, but the, during this, this uh, winning streak they're on now, it's, it's gone the other way where their communication has been much better. They're, they're covering tight ends much better. Uh, the, sacks, the sacks are completely nonexistent. Think about it, This team had um, 13 sacks through its first, make sure I get these numbers right here, seven games.
9: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and since then, during this winning streak now, uh, they have 18 sacks. Wow. So uh, this time so yeah. they've gone from the bottom of the league to,
4: to, to the top third in the league in sacks. Wow. So that's that's uh, that that that's significant. We're chatting with Chris Adamski, Pittsburgh Tribune Review. You know, I mean, if if you if you look at at the landscape right now in in the AFC North, Pittsburgh could lose this game. Baltimore could win next uh, th- this this game today that they have with Philadelphia, and they both have identical records for a showdown in Pittsburgh on Christmas Day. I'm just wondering. Do you sense at all that there could be some sort of, you know, look ahead to Baltimore and not concentrate on this game? Because even though mathematically Cincinnati's still in it, they're really not in it. Do you sense at at all that could happen given what happens next for Pittsburgh?
3: Yeah, you know, I've heard that theory. You know, if, if Baltimore would have beaten New England on Monday night, then this game still would have been, you know, not really a must-win because the tiebreaker gets kind of hairy for the Steelers if they if they lose the Bengals because then they'll have a worse division record. Assuming Baltimore beat Cincinnati on New Year's Day, yeah, um, they would have a worse division record, which would then come back to haunt them in the long run. So it's still not necessarily that, and you know, and also the factor of you know the past couple of years the Bengals have been the, they've they, they sort of sort of passed the Ravens in terms of the Steelers' rival, whether it be the playoff game we talked last time I talked you know, you know all we I don't want to list all the things. But, uh,
4: <laughs> thank you Um,
3: (laughs) thank you uh, but but, uh but Bengals week still I think you know means something to the Steelers regardless of what's on the line and they still have plenty to play for here of obviously uh with the division and everything uh to go and and you know and and to play off that a little bit I, I don't I think that they won't admit it but I'm sure there's plenty of Steelers players that wouldn't mind uh uh, Stop putting the final nail on the coffin in the Bengals' playoff hopes by beating them in Cincinnati on
4: Sunday. You know, there's an interesting stat that floated this week that Vontez Burfict has had one penalty this year, one penalty for five yards. <laughs> and Marvin Lewis said earlier this week that um, that Burfict, when James Harrison was here, he kind of looked to Harrison as his big brother. Uh, do, 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 do you hear any of that coming from James Harrison back uh, at you about <laughs> about Perfect being his little brother? <laughs>
3: Well, uh, we're we, we definitely uh, looking to address that with him. James is, uh, is a, let's put it, he's an interesting guy. So, uh, whether or not uh, how expensive he wants to be, or, or in the mood yeah. he wants to be at a or like that, I, we were surprised. You know, when Marvin uh, said that uh, to, to the Pittsburgh media, kind of unsolicited, um, we just asked him about James, and you know, and here he's thirty eight years old playing. Of course, Marvin, you know, coached him for a year. And, uh, he brought that up unsolicited. I, and I, I kind of wonder whether that was almost a, a subtle, uh, you know, because of course the Fit for Media asked about Monte's <laughs> birthday and he was sort of incredulous about that because he's addressed it many times, I'm sure. And, you know, and one of our reporters asked him if, uh, you know, if you had to talk with Montez about his, uh, you know, discipline. And, you know, and he kind of chuckled and said, well, yes, of course I've had to talk with him at some point, you know, uh, I he didn't. So I, I don't know if that was sort of intentional on his part to kind of, uh, <laughs> Been it that way or not, but uh, you know, like I said, Dave's an i that was an interesting guy, but yeah. he is a good role model for sure in terms of his work ethic. I mean, it goes without saying. Here he's thirty eight years old, and and the and the way he keeps takes care of his body and the shape he's in and everything, and the workouts he does. He, in that sense, he definitely is somebody you would want your young young guys to look up to.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Well I, well, I I'll tell you what, it's unfortunate the year he was here that I mean, the it, he just wasn't crafted for the the defense they were running here. And, Seems to be perfectly placed back in Pittsburgh. Can't wait to see the outcome of this one. Chris Adamski, Pittsburgh Tribune Review. You out there? Pick up the paper. Read the guy. Chris, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Take any time. There you go. Pittsburgh Point of View. As we come up on eleven nineteen. Let's check today's injury report brought to you by the Healthcare Management Group, providing greater care for Greater Cincinnati. Well, doubtful. One chance in four they will play. Which is probably they will not play. Wide receiver A.J. Green, who continues to come back from his hamstring injury, and defensive end Wallace Gilberry, still uh, coming back from a calf injury. Questionable, which means 50 50. Clark Harris, Duron Smith, C.J. Uzama, and James Wright. That's the Bengals' injury report. Out for today's game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wide receiver Darius Hayward Bay. He has a foot problem. Shamarco Thomas, their safety. Uh, is dealing with a concussion problem, and those are the names and only the names that appear in the injury report this week. You're listening to the Ukrate pregame show presented by your local Toyota dealers. It continues next on ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. 700 WLW. ESPN 1530. 73 years ago today... One of the greatest sax players in the history of rock and roll music came upon this earth. He is the incomparable Bobby Keys, who's all over this Rolling Stones song. It's amazing. Keys and Keith Richards, born on the same day, same year. One in England, Keys, and Stanton by God, Texas. Took up the sax at age nine or ten. So good at it, joined Buddy Holly's band. Began touring with them at the age of 15. Met the Stones when he was 21. Made his debut on their Let It Bleed album. I suppose this and Happy were his two biggest contributions to the Rolling Stones, although he played on many, many songs. Played the sax on John Lennon's Whatever Gets You Through the Night. Played with Clapton, Donovan, Chuck Berry, Joe Cocker, George Harrison... Bobby Keys was the sax guy, if you were looking for a good session guy, back in the 60s, 70s, right up until about five years ago. Died a couple of years ago from liver cancer. Bobby Keys was 71. Absolute. Flying off the chart, talent. Check the weather conditions for today's game. Brought to you by Nixco Plumbing. Choose a pro, choose Nixco. Scattered flurries up until about 3 and windy. High near 27 tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 11. And then tomorrow's sunny, high near 25. We're at 23 right now. At the Tri-State Severe Weather Station, News Radio 700, WLW and ESPN 1530. Let's check the odds on today's games brought to you by Rising Star Casino in Rising Sun, Indiana, where you can play, stay, and get away. All right, let's go. Indianapolis at Minnesota. You like the Vikings, you got to give five. Detroit goes to play the Giants, where the Giants are giving at this hour four. Tennessee at Kansas City. Chiefs are hot. Chiefs are playing well. Chiefs are giving six. We have Green Bay at Chicago, where Chicago is getting four and a half. Jacksonville is at Houston. One o'clock kick. Houston is giving three and a half. Philadelphia at Baltimore today, where the Ravens are giving five. Cleveland is at Buffalo. Big number. Buffalo has to give ten and a half. Recommendation, stay away from that game. San Francisco is at Atlanta today in a 4 o'clock kick where the Falcons have to give 14 to the home team. New Orleans is at Arizona. Minus three the line here, it's Arizona giving. Oakland at San Diego, 425 kick. Oakland is giving 2.5. New England at Denver, 425 kick. Denver at home is getting 3. Tampa Bay is at Dallas. Sunday night football in Dallas. Dallas is giving the Bucks seven. Carolina at Washington. Monday night football. You like Washington, you got to give seven. And downtown today at one. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, where the Bengals are getting three. The odds on today's game. Brought to you by Rising Star Casino in Rising Sun, Indiana. And so it goes on a day where this game means everything. The slim, scant, barely a whiff of a playoff hope rides on what the Bengals do today against the Steelers. How will it all play out? It's about to. See you tonight at six and eleven, and at eleven thirty-five on Myers Sports of all sorts, right downtown here on Nine on Your Side. Enjoy the game. It's next on ESPN fifteen thirty and seven hundred
0: WLW.